Hey everybody, it's Anna Marie. And it's Bethany. And welcome back to Popcorn and PJs. It, this is part two of our Tasha Ivan <laughs> interracial bachelor love discussion. Uh-huh. Um, I think before I was saying just that, you know, I think for this show, there's no reason for there not to be a diverse amount of couples and diverse people who want to date diverse people and choose that like there's no reason for that yeah not to be happening absolutely absolutely so we want to get a little bit into the psychology of just behind why is whiteness overvalued like we know we know that it is you know especially within just in general right in society and within our systems but and institutions but like this is also reflected on these dating shows and so um even with because i mean I could see how a person would be like, but hey, Rachel Lindsay was cast. Hey, you know, Taisha was cast. Uh, you know, and now we have Matt James who's cast. What's 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 the big deal? You have representation. What more do you what more do you want? <laughs> Here's the thing though. Why is it? And I can't speak on Matt James yet because we haven't seen his season, but why is it that the why is it that the contestants of color, whether they were cast as like the lead or if they were just um, a contestant, mm-hmm. why is it that those who were black indigenous people of color, why, how come they tend to go after the only white contestants and aren't also open to other contestants of color? Like, it almost seems like it's like a taboo on that show. Like it, like I, I, I remember when we watched paradise, Bachelor in paradise in the summer. Cause you know, hashtag pandemic, gotta, mm-hmm. gotta do what you gotta do to get through. But, um, I remember seeing like black people that would come down the stairs, right? Like come, you know, and onto the beach because it was this like big entrance thing. And it was immediately, right? Um, like it was almost like the white people were really interested in the people of color. But when you had like a person of color who was, you know, there waiting for like whoever mm-hmm. was going to come down the stairs, when it was a white person, they were really excited. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be, but I found it very interesting that like, typically, even in Bachelor in Paradise, you wouldn't see, a, for instance, a black person going after a black person. It was always an interracial couple. And I'm not knocking interracial and even experiences, but what I am saying is that if that's all we're ever going to see, especially then- interracial relationships, um, surrounding white white people, people. exactly then there, that that tell there's a pattern there and i want to dive into that like why why is that the case yeah i think that um i think that you have to speak to like internalized racism and we touched on this a, a little bit in part one how you know mm-hmm. growing up surrounded by white people um really can affect who you see as desirable and who you see as good partner material um and i think messages subconscious yeah messaging and i think that also that can go to like your environmental influences as well what you watch on tv what you see in movies Mm. like what we watch on commercials like all of those things um can make us feel like and can kind of almost program into us this idea that like oh no like white people are the ideal partner and that that is what we should be going Mm -hmm. and then also the idea also like we can you know touch a little bit on colorism and the idea that like for sure being racially ambiguous is 
preferred in our world over being you know a dark-skinned black woman Mm. or maybe dark-skinned from another culture like and how do you get to be that racially ambiguous a lot of times that happens when you are marrying in into whiteness and having that proximity to whiteness will allow you to level up in this world in some ways and so i think and proximity to whiteness that i mean we have to be real here like that includes even um mixed race people and if they are if they are mixed and look and have more eurocentric features or like that automatically like levels them up in these situations and that's Mm -hmm. that's just like it is what it is yeah it is what it is so uh, there was something okay so i felt like <laughs> and this is something that that did bother me in the moment so there was a moment where i think it was after zach so oh zach was talking was he talking to Tasha or was he talking to her father i don't know i can't remember he's talking to one of them but he was just like commenting on how Tasha had you know um reflected to zach just on how her father had um made sure, you know, that she could, you know, attend a private school and that, you know, she had all of the opportunities because like he wanted to give her a better life. So seeing this from the perspective of being a black person raised in a predominantly white area, I can see that. And I can, and I can, I can hear and understand like the nuances there of like, oh, okay. Like you, you wanted her to grow up in an area that where, where she was going to be quote unquote safe or where she was going to have like more opportunities and being in a private school, like especially in Orange County, California, that's going to mean predominantly white. And, and Tasha has even mentioned like she grew up with a lot of people who didn't look like mm-hmm. her. So for me, watching that, again, when we talk about subliminal messaging, Underneath all of, all of that, I and even though like Zach is praising that, but I what I am hearing subconsciously, subliminally is you were afforded the chance to be in spaces with white people, and that allowed you to have more opportunities. That allowed you to, yeah. I don't inc- think like I don't think Zach was like intentionally no, trying no, to be like no absolutely hey guess not. what you didn't like slum it with the brown kid brown and black kids at the public school so like you he doesn't you have turned to say that though. better but that's the subtext that we that's, mm-hmm. we know exists there mm-hmm. because of the kind of world that we live in because of the fact that we live in america and that these this these underlying racial things you know exist right yeah and and i and again i think it just speaks to the idea that like i think that especially if you are bipoc who grows up in surrounded by white people i i don't know of anybody who grew who came out of that with like this like super pro black like like black love like um or whatever mentality, like everybody I think was trying to, and they may have grown into that. Like I grew into that over mm-hmm. time. And I think, and I just have seen other people grow into that, but I haven't seen anybody like come out the gate like that. Cause we were really conditioned to believe that like, we just are going to marry white people and that's it. And that would be a better life for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that when we see shows like the bachelor, um, that, 
makes us feel like that is truth, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you see Ivan get close, but no cigar. When you see even, um, I watched the first season, I think the only season of The Canadian Bachelorette. Mm Mm-hmm. And she had, I forget his name, but she had Kevin and then she had the lovely guy and he was Indian. <laughs> I, Kevin, I, who, by the way, Loki looks like James Marston with maybe just yeah. like a, a little bit more of a bigger head, forehead. <laughs> Regardless of his mega mind. Um, no, 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 no. Also, we love Kevin and Astrid. They're great. I love them and they're super are they cute. Together? Yes, they are. Okay, good. good Very good. cute. Good, good. But, um, she was she was choosing between him and and the other guy, and she picked Kevin, you know, only for them to break up like six months later or whatever. And I just thought to myself, like again, again, it's a a brown or a black person getting just so close and being told you're not good enough. But I think that that's honestly, I think that the casting directors think that that's good enough. I think that. I think America in general think about, sees that as I think white people see that as like, hey, but you've made it. Like you're there. But you, think you about have, no, think about that. What that tells American society as a whole, though. Think yeah. about what that tells so, black yeah. men and women who are mm-hmm. watching. People of you know, you BIPOC can, men you and can women make it into watching. those spaces. Think but you're it. not going to be good yeah, enough. And think about what it tells white people who yeah. are. Um, watching what right. does, what does that speak to them you know for sure okay so with that let's talk about let's talk about that weird af breakup between ivan and bethany this one really gets her goat she really and Tasha. she's been talking about this for the last week because <laughs> it, it was so bizarre it was so weird i've told anna like just okay let's just recap let's do a really quick recap here where Tasha, what was the guy that they they say looked like the lion from madagascar blake right blake yeah she (laughs) okay when blake went home she like boohoo cried had a panic attack over the fact that blake was leaving and like that was the one where she was like again practically sitting on the sidewalk right she was like sitting on the sidewalk very very sad and Again, I have to say that wasn't Riley, was it? No, I think it was Blake. Either way, she's very upset when Blake went home. Very upset when other white men went home. She did cry when Riley went home. Yeah, she did cry when Riley went home. But here's the thing. I just feel like... I just feel like... Even Ben, like when Ben left, it was like... Yeah, she just boohoo cried over Blake who we like literally hadn't heard of since, t- since Claire left the show. Um, and <laughs> I've been got a high five. It's been great, dude. I'll see you later. Like, well, and, and yeah. And that's what was so strange. I was like, you like had waterfalls for these other men. Again, like it was like no emotion for Ivan. It was so weird. And not only that, but it felt like, you know, no disrespect, love you, Tasha, but like it felt like she pulled that out of her behind, the whole excuse about. Now, I will say if you go and watch religion, if you go watch Caitlin Briscoe or listen to Caitlin Briscoe's podcast, I think she she had Ivan on and he gives a really good 
context. Context. I just wish, and maybe this is like a production thing, but I was like, production, you should have asked her about the religion thing after they got out of the fantasy suite. Cause then we would have had some context for why she's sending him home after, because it makes sense. I think that it's a totally valid reason to send somebody home because like your religious values don't match up. Like, but that was something that had never, at least not that we had seen it. So again, that could just be a producer thing yeah. that we just hadn't ever heard any of those conversations before i know that ivan in the caitlin in caitlin's podcast he did say like you know he did he 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 claimed um accountability and saying you know i should have brought this up a little bit sooner yeah. like i you know i should have brought it up before i still will say though given the context that they gave in even in that podcast interview it still seems like it still seems like her her being like, hey, Ivan, you know, this is really hard. I really like you. Um, and up until now, because this is basically what she said when they broke up. It was like, there haven't been any red flags that I've been able to <laughs> that I've been able to find. I was like, oh, so you last night you were sifting. I wish y'all trying, trying to pick a red I flag. I really wish y'all could but, see Bethany's face right now. She is so because I just it it, it really because literally she was like, I couldn't find any red flags. Um, except for there is this one concern and it's about our religious differences. And that had never, ever, 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 ever come up before. And I will say again, cause like, again, it's always like, well, production's showing you what they want to show you. Mm -hmm. But in that interview with, between, um, Caitlin and whatever that other, the other guys, anyway, and Ivan, Jason, Jason, yeah. yeah Jason and Caitlin and Ivan, it, how Ivan was describing it, it seemed like that was also pretty out of the blue for him because I he made a comment about how like, well, if that had, if that was like a, if that was a huge factor, deal breaker, it would have yeah. like, you know, eliminated half the guys on the spot. Like in the beginning. So I think that, yeah. to be honest, what I, what I personally think, I think that the producers edited Tasha and Ivan's relationship to make us not feel as invested in that one as we did in like Zach. Or even in Brendan's relationship. Does yeah. that make sense? Well, because like, looking, looking back even, I think that their dynamic. And I noticed well, it. They didn't, the, seem, again, they didn't seem like they have a look at the quality. Chemistry. Look at the qualities of the dates Ivan got. The floor is lava. Make, cooking in the kitchen. Ice, so do bucket, you, do you ice think, bucket fantasy suite. So do you think if and Zach had the floor is lava and the airstream, do you think... No, what I'm saying is, is that there was a low investment into Ivan and Tasha's relationship. And we can see that through how production showed us. So if they had given us helicopter, if, if they, they had, had given, given us, us helicopter and uh, wine, hot air balloon, you know, at the and, top of a canyon on a cliff, like, and, and, um, <laughs> by the way, I'm, I'm so confused as to why they didn't. Why they couldn't do? I was like, Love Island had better dates. Some, some, some of these dates. Pandemic dates, even their pandemic Love dates. Island had better pandemic dates yep. than The Bachelor, and I don't understand how that happened. But yeah, um, no, like I'm just that's what I'm saying. Like if we had had the horseback riding and like maybe even like making gourmet, like not that making lumpia is bad. That that's not what I'm saying at all. I actually think that was a super cute date. I'm just saying that like it seemed like there was very low investment into Ivan's dates with Taisha, and you could see that. Well, even, even Ivan said that himself. Yeah, he was like it, <laughs> it was the lowest cost dates. Um, but I just think that yeah, I I think that. Hmm. And I think that that accumulated in a breakup that felt to to us at least it felt to to me like it was like 
there was an excuse for why she was breaking up to him. And I was like, well, if you just don't like him, just tell us you don't just say that you don't like him. Mm -hmm. And that would be a better Mm -hmm. situation than like, first of all, bringing back Ben, which I thought was mad disrespectful. Um, because because here's the thing. That's another reason why I'm just like so bizarre. Here's the thing. In my mind, I'm like, if I okay, if I were the Bachelorette, Anna Marie is the Bachelorette. I am in a relationship with both with with a two way relationship. So, say it's me and Ivan. I'm in a relationship with Ivan. Ivan's in a relationship with me. He can choose to leave when he wants to. I can choose to leave when I want to. I, he can end it or I can end it, right? Uh-huh. I feel like it's mad disrespectful to be like, oh, yeah, you remember that other guy I was dating? I'm just going to bring him back around because, like, I think I, I want to give him another chance. Like, I don't know. For me, it just feels like at that point, you're down to the final two, essentially, like, and, you know so-and-so just shows back up i would be like yeah, yeah. i feel mad disrespected mm-hmm. and in this relationship like i know you got to do what you got to do like, but like booted ivan booted only to turn around and, <laughs> and boot ben five minutes later like so i'm like i mean clearly it was clear at that point that she was going to mm-hmm. pick zach and i just felt like but why did ivan have to go in such a like sad way and we haven't even okay here's actually one thing that i am curious about I feel like there hasn't been a lot of conversation about Brendan. And this is like a whole, we could do like a whole nother episode on this, but I find it interesting that like Brendan was like her first choice. Cause she would have picked Brendan she, over Zach. Oh, absolutely. And so I wonder, I'm like, well, do you, does that have, how, how does that, like if I, I were Zach, know. I don't know if I would feel so secure in that. Cause I think we've seen that before too, where I can't even remember who it was, but I remember there was another Peter. bachelorette. Peter. Oh, was it that? Okay. Peter and Ari and Mesnick. Yeah. Yeah. Who would like choose, basically they'd pick someone and then they, Yeah. sorry, go. No, no, yeah, yeah. They would pick, they'd basically pick somebody um, and then realize only later to be like, oh wait, but I really, this other person that I loved even more, they're the one I really want to be with. I don't think that would ever happen to Tasha because I think Tasha's pretty, I feel like she feels like no, she knows what she wants. If I'm she getting knows... engaged and I'm getting married, then I'm going to do that. Oh, absolutely. I don't question. I don't question um, the intent behind her, behind her choices. I'm just curious, like, if put in that position, like, I don't know. I'm, I sure, guess... they, I'm sure they talk about it. Like, yeah. you know, they've had four months at this point to talk about. Oh, for sure. That she probably was going to pick Brendan. And And it might just kind of want to be one of those things where it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I do remember her saying, like, I could choose any one of these men and, like, I would be happy. You know, I would be well. I would be, I'd have a great life, you know. Yep. (sighs) Only to boot Ivan and say. Only to (laughs) kick him to the curb. (laughs) How dare she? No. For a man that couldn't even say, I love you. (laughs) For real, for real. I think that, like, um, no, I just think that there's a lot of factors that go into this. And I think that like at the end of the day, what we need to do is the bachelor needs to cast pe- diverse people who want to date diverse people. And yeah. that's, that's it. Point blank in the period, mm. you know? So like, if you, if you had Chris Harrison sitting right here next to you, what would you, first of all, I have so many questions. <laughs> Second of all, what would, what would, what would your advice though be to like bachelor, um, Maybe not, maybe not only even like Bachelor franchise, but also like Bachelor Nation. Cause I do feel like people, like the general 
people who like make up the bachelor collective have Number a lot one, of sway. i would say to like white bachelor nation get yourself involved in bachelor nation that is not that doesn't look like you mm. like get in start listening to like black people's opinions start looking listening to people who latino people or asian people who watch the show because they've been saying for a long time like hey guess what we need more dr joe's we need more um riley's we need more people we even need more brendan's like latino men like we need to see more diversity yeah this this is what people who are who are not white who have been watching the show have been saying forever and so for me i'm like bachelor franchise people if you are wanting to have i think if you're wanting to you know hopefully compete with shows that are coming up that are going to cast a more diverse um more diverse people mm -hmm. then you've got to get with the program and do the deep dives and, and start recruiting people who look like everyone in the world you yep. know what i mean like oh yeah that's my advice i'm like do the deep dive do the work hire people hire casting directors hire people to work on your mm -hmm. recruiting team hire people to work at these and don't wait until there's a tragedy yeah like you should not be badgered <laughs> into doing this you should literally just be doing this so yeah. that you can um you know make a, a show that people really mm -hmm. want to see and will be feel connected to for you know for 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 all time instead of you know, a show that consistently makes BIPOC feel bad about themselves and feel like they're not worthy of love or whatever. Mm -hmm. And obviously don't like base your your um, self-esteem on a show, but like it affects and I can and I can totally see that. Like sometimes it really does hurt when you when you're watching Love Island and the black girl is the last to be picked and she ends up with like whoever or mm -hmm. when you're watching The Bachelor and you just know that like, oof, dark skin girl with the fro, you're going home. Like I knew yeah. I knew Ivan was not going to be picked. And 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 let's and let's even talk about the dynamic there. Right. Because Ivan is a mixed black person. Yeah. Of of lighter complexion so like eve even with the privilege of being considered like more attractive quote unquote um which is absolutely not true right because like dark skin people it doesn't matter what skin tone you yeah. are um but we know that like social capital is given to lighter skin people it yeah. just is and preference is given to them um even then like still right like yeah. i knew that she wasn't going to choose him and for me, like I, I, I actually really felt that. I really felt that, and I, I felt that deeply for him. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there, Ivan. Okay, I would have chosen you. She says, "Slide into my DMs. <laughs> Come on our podcast." She said, "Shoot your shot, Ivan. I'm here." But um, no, I just like I, I felt that deeply, and and I and I, I think it was a disappointment on behalf of just like being a black person and feeling like, oh man, like we're only ever going to be like the runner up. Um, yeah. So do better <sighs> bachelor nation do better. or like you suggested, Hey, like maybe there, there are other like black owned networks that really like, need don't to just... let me get to pitching Netflix about my diverse rip off of the bachelor, please. Or do it because Hey, I listen a lot of times. I mean, it's like, it's the, like, it's the Fenty Rihanna effect, right? Like yeah. until there are, is somebody in the industry who, who says, just does it and it's a smashing success. Absolutely. And then from there, it's like, okay, now we, now everybody else has got to level up, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, everyone else is going to have to um, make casting decisions that 
actually reflect, you know, yeah, what people want to see, what people want to see. And also like, who, cause, cause I think about who are the um, consumers of this show? A lot of them are people of color. So yeah. like you need to, that, that, that needs to be represented period, you know? So, yeah. So I think that's it for this one, right? He's got it all out. We feel better now. <laughs> um, this is therapy. For us. No, um, we'll see you guys, I think, later or next week um, for Matt James's premiere episode and our thoughts on that. There's a lot of, I will say there are a lot of uh, beautiful black and brown women. Yes, there are. Um, who... So here's hoping that Matt James picks one of them. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>